All right, yo, what's good? It's your boy D Starks. Starks artist. And you're tuned in to the Just Different Podcast, where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. Let's tap in, man. What what, what we got today? What's good? What we, we going got on? a good one today, man. Hot, hot topic. Oh, yeah, we're for talking, sure. We're talking everything lust, sex, uh, pornography, you know, you you name it. You name it. Everything less is what we're getting into. This the, full, the full nine, bro. Yep. The full nine. Because look, yep. bro, like, I, I mean, I, I've been trying not to go, go to that browser. Yeah. And type in that website, bro. I, I I've been trying to, to cut off them sneaky links. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like it, bro. It's it's one a.m. in the crib. It's late, and she hit my phone. It's cold and, out, bro. In the ETA, only ten minutes. Listen, I I've been trying to delete the contact. Yeah, I I, I I've been trying, fam. I feel you, I feel look, you, I, look. I feel you, the the spirit is willing. No, it, yeah, it is, it is, bro. The flesh is weak. Very that, weak. Let's get to me. So yeah, that's what we're talking about yeah. today. The title of this is "Help." I'm horny. Yep. Um, we got we got to talk about it. It's something that definitely needs to be addressed mm-hmm. because we're in a very sexually positive culture. Yeah. Like the the topic of like sex is something that's it's the value of it and its importance being degraded by the culture, right? You know, casual hookups and just getting connecting with anyone um, <clears throat> on an intimate level is just common. It's acceptable. It's nothing that's, you know, out of the norm for people to do or partake, partake in. Mm-hmm. But as we stated before, and as we know that we can never allow culture to define what it didn't create. Yeah. We ultimately have to look at what God says about the issue and what the truth is on the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know about y'all, but growing up, I think you can attest to this too. Like mm-hmm. sex was nothing that was talked about in church. No, not at all. Nothing at all. Like, it was a very taboo topic that was swept under the rug. No one ever wanted to like clearly address it up front. And anytime you heard anything on the topic of sex, it was like, yo, just wait till you get married. Yeah. Like, okay, but why? Like, no, like, why should I wait? Like, I don't understand. Not that I just necessarily didn't want to at the time, but it was just like, why? Like, is there any yeah. basis for this truth? Exactly. Like, is there a foundation for this belief that you're giving me? Because my culture, the culture around me, mm-hmm. my peers, my friends, classmates, teammates, they're all telling me all the reasons I should. Yeah. And I have no reason on why I should not mm-hmm. outside that's of good. just wait. Exactly. So, you know, and it's, that's important because when you when you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. And what happen, What happens is, like, a lot of us fall into, like, that sexual sin, sexual immorality before we get to Christ. And even after we give our life to him, because we have no real basis of what to stand on. Yeah. Right? Okay, wait until marriage, but I have I have no context for why God wants me to do that for me to get a broader understanding. Exactly. Right? And so, no, yeah, like, we're going to get into it today. For real. Yeah, no, um, I like to piggyback on something you said. I feel like in this culture, like, it's it's... It's very like I don't know, like like less centered, I guess you could say. And I feel like talking about this topic, people always get the point brought up. Um, I don't know if you can like attest, but people always tell me that like um, it's like it's good for you. You know what I mean? Like it's not a bad thing. Science actually says like you know it's it's good for you, right? Have you ever heard that? Oh, you're talking about like they're trying to justify it. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Pornography. They're always like, yeah, no, science actually says it's good, but I don't know. I feel like I've learned. Like, for the most part, things that usually feel externally good aren't really internally good for me, for the most part, right? So, um, just because it feels good doesn't mean it is good type of thing. Right, no, that's facts. So, yeah. And even, I know you've heard this before, but, like, 
it's almost like try, they try to push it on you. Like, I know, like, growing up, particularly, like, you know, like, from, like, a male's perspective, like, I would be, like, in a locker room or something. They'd be like, bro, like, why don't you go and back her? Like, why don't you go hit her up? I'm like, bro, like, no, I'm good. I'm chilling. Like, I'm good, bro. Like, I'm, I'm sticking to, like, my purity, what God's called me to. But they always, like, it was almost like not like saving yourself from marriage and committing to your purity was almost a bad thing i know you know what i mean like they yeah. looked at you side eyes like bro, bro you haven't like like i had was sex weird. like i'm like, it was weird yeah like bro like why would not you just like go out and do this and that like bro if you could if you wanted to you could i'm like bro like that's not the point exactly right like i know like who i am what guys call me to i'm staying firm on this but it was always like you always got that side eye like yeah you know what i mean yeah no, and so i mean me. i know whenever i was younger it was something that I, I kind of, to be real, like, I wasn't as vocal about, mm, yeah. right? Like, it was something that, like, I I hid and wasn't very, you know, expressive on. Not that I'm, like, you had to be screaming at other rooftops, mm. but it was nothing I really brought up or, like, I was necessarily proud of always. Mm. Yeah. Because it was, like, I was in the minority of people. Yeah, so and it was the, something that was, like, shamed. It. Yeah, like, yeah. You, were the, you were the odd man out. Um so it was that was just like crazy, but that's the culture we're in, bro. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you know it's weird. Something else I've noticed is I feel like when I was younger, it was more seen as something that was weird. But now that we've gotten older, I feel like people like have started respect respecting it. Oh, more. facts, most definitely. I, I definitely seen that trend. Like as I'm getting older, and I think even with like I mean like obviously like social media and stuff. Like I've seen a lot of different like voices who are like you know being speak like very outspoken about the issue and like you know making that a point of like pride and respect like you know what i mean committing to your purity saving yourself from marriage that's something like to be proud of which it is you know yeah. what i mean you can never like culture like what we say all the time never compromise who you are um to be the version of yourself they want to see exactly stay true stay true stay regardless true. of what culture is telling you trying to push you into uh, it doesn't matter um but no yeah and like I think one thing, I think a lot of people hear and we understand, but, like, sex was God's idea. For sure. It's it's not inherently bad, mm-hmm. but it has to be put in its proper context. Exactly. Right? Like, God wants it to happen within, obviously, as we know, marriage mm-hmm. and the covenant you have with the person you're going to do life with. Um, because whenever you, you do have sex with someone, like, you connect with them physically, yeah. emotionally, mm-hmm. and spiritually. Right, like it, it goes way beyond just a physical act. You're literally connecting with someone on like a very, very intimate level, um, and so we have to always understand that, and that's where like soul ties and things like that are co- come from, and they're born. Right, because, and I, I heard this whenever I can't remember where I think I was listening to a message, and it said that God doesn't recognize the marriage at the altar; yeah. He recognizes it in the bedroom. So when the Bible says the two shall become one, that doesn't happen when you say I do. Right. It happens when y'all go to bed. Yeah. So when you have sex with someone outside of marriage, you're literally saying I do without the covenant. I like that. Every time you have sex with someone outside of marriage, you're literally saying I do without the covenant. Because whenever you commit that act, it was you connect with someone and now a bond is formed that was never meant to be broken. Exactly. So whenever you connect with someone and then you rip that away or you move apart from them, they always take a piece of you. Mm, right. They always take a piece of you because, like I said before, sex is way more than the physical act. It's more spiritual than anything. Yeah, 100%. It's more spiritual than anything. And so after, after like, you commit that, after that happens, a soul ties form, 
right? Everyone always hears that like soul ties and all that and all of that. But basically what that means is a soul tie is a connection you make with an individual after a sexual connection or some extreme emotional obsession or attachment, right? Um, and we understand that your soul consists of your mind, yeah. your will, and your emotions. So what a soul tie means is whenever you connect with someone on that level, you have sex with them, your their thoughts, emotions, and feelings then become yours. Mm, yeah, it's a soul tie. Our souls are now what tied yeah. together. Yeah, right. Because we always hear it, but like to really understand what that means, the the two become one because the souls are now tied together. Mm. So now our emotions, our thoughts, are now connected with one another, and so that's why. It was always decided in the context of marriage because you were only supposed to have that type of intimacy with one person. Exactly. With the person that you're going to spend your life with and you had made a covenant to stay with, you know, till death do you part. Um, and so that's more context of like reasoning of, okay, this is why like you shouldn't and God wanted it in the context, in the context of marriage because that's where it's best for you. Exactly. And that's what's, and that's what it's ultimately was meant for. Um, because it's not inherently like bad or anything. Yeah, I remember I heard um, just sort of piggybacking off that. I heard someone bring up a point one time. Is like the enemy doesn't or doesn't have the power to create anything. He simply perverts what God has already created. Mm. So I, I think that's good going in with this. Even with things like you know the arts, like with music, filmmaking, like the like I feel like music, like the devil uses the music as a tool to like as his tool, right? And like sex, like these are all things that's created by God to be enjoyed by us, but they're simply been like perverted, right? Mm. And like by the culture and turned into something that's bad. When it's like it's not, it's not inherently bad. It's just like like you were saying, like it, it, when it's within boundaries of what God created it to be, that's when it becomes beautiful. That's when it right, becomes. and that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to blur the lines, yeah, um, and make it something that it was never actually intended to be, mm. um, like like ever. Yeah. But um, no, so how? So, like, now we talked about that. How do you think, not even how do you think, how do you deal with that? And deal with that in terms of the pressure, like, the the peer pressure, the, I don't know, the tug, the pull of, like, people around you trying to, like, get you, you know, into different stuff. Like, whether that be, like, lust or, like, whatever. Hmm. Give me a second to think. Hmm. How, how do I deal with that? Um, I think... Even, like, piggybacking off the, the previous episode that we had, I remember we were talking about how, like, um, like the root of all sin is disbelief, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm getting these inclinations and the ideas of, like, oh, maybe I should go to this girl's house and do this, or maybe I should do this, I think it's really me saying, like, God isn't enough, or me thinking that God mm -hmm. isn't enough, you know? Like, God is enough. Maybe I need the comfort of this girl, or maybe I need the comfort of this video, but I think when I get these I, when the, when I get these ideas and these thoughts, thinking I doing something, oh my God, thinking of doing something I know I shouldn't do, I have to remind myself of who God is, who He says He is. That's good. He is the He is the Prince of Peace. I don't need to try to find peace with this. Hmm. Like it, it might sound good, but I know that after I do it, I'm a, I'm gonna be disappointed in myself. Hmm. I'm gonna regret it. So yeah, I think that's that's one thing I, I use to help me. It's like I have to remind myself of God is constant, who God is constantly. That's that's good. Yeah. That's fresh. That's real. I guess for me, I would say because it it is it's definitely not easy. Like it's difficult. Yeah. But I'd say that like I don't know. Like I think something real practical is like I'm always surrounding myself with people who are 
like-minded. You know what I mean? I'm making sure that I'm always getting, like, poured into and getting, you know, that that affirmation from, like, my my circle, right? So when I get step into those environments of people who are probably putting me down or not respecting me for who I am, what I stand for, I always make sure that I'm getting, like, poured into Mm -hmm. by those people I know, like, are with me and stand by, like, you know, who I am, what I'm committing to, and the decisions that I'm making. Um, And that always, I don't know, I guess, like, re-energizes me and recommits me to like the purpose because that accountability there it is that's what i'm trying to say the accountability that i have with the people i've placed over my life so i think that's a big thing for me like just staying true to myself and you know a culture that's like going against everything that i believe and trying to like push me from that type thing yeah i think that accountability is everything bro real talk Uh, let me let me ask you this though so like let's let's get into uh so we talked about sex a little bit like it's let's a little segue talking about more into like pornography or whatever so like what age were you exposed to it like for me it was like a very young age so if you remember yo like yo like no lie it was literally crazy like i was i like i remember it i think it was just i don't know it's one of those things that it's just such I don't. I can't even put words on it. I guess the magnitude of it. I literally can remember it like in detail. I can see yeah. it in my mind right now. I was literally in fifth grade. Yeah. I was in fifth grade, bro. <laughs> I was. I was just chilling, and my dude. Um, I got name drop. Us, my guy. I was still. But my dude, he's literally like on his PlayStation, right? So I'm just chilling in yeah. class, bro. Fifth grade, just chilling, bro. I'm trying to get you know some apples. I don't know, like some some food or whatever. And I'm pretty sure we had it to lunch or whatever. And like, I just like look over. Everybody's around there, and I just see like it playing on its P- the PS4. <laughs> I don't know what it is. The play. Yeah. Why did I say PlayStation? You know the you know the thing I'm talking DS? about. No, not the DS. The PSP. The PSP. Yo! <laughs> the PSP. Yo, yes, yes. I'm tripping. Why did I say PS4? My my bad, y'all. I mean, he was playing it on his PSP, and oh that's God. like the first time I ever was exposed to it. Now, like after that. I didn't necessarily struggle with it, but that was the first time I know like I have ever seen it. Mm. With yeah, no, I was in I was in fifth grade too, and like I had a similar experience. Like I was I was over at a friend's house, and like got you. I don't even remember how it came up in conversation, but somehow it just came up in conversation. And then like I was like curious, so like I went home and I like look, like I looked into it, or whatever. Right. So yeah, that's when I was exposed to it. But the reason I want to bring it up because I feel like it's it's like the door to a lot of stuff. Because mm. I feel like. I definitely started struggling like bad with it. Like I and honestly till this day I struggle with it a lot. And it, it was like a very like hard addiction of mine, bro. Like oh, facts. and I felt like it was like opening the door to cause obviously if I'm if I'm watching porn, like I'm one day I'm gonna have sex, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to came to realization I'm like, bro, I have to stop. Cause like if I'm being constantly exposed to these things, I'm going to want to do them. Like that's just common sense, right? Right. So yeah, um, I just feel like it's definitely one of those things. It's like a gateway to a lot of stuff. Yeah, and like you said, even with the whole sex thing, which you'll hear a lot, and I hear so much. Cause when they say you don't watch, you don't watch porn, I'm like, no, bro. And like what I've heard so much is like, oh well, it's normal, right? Like, oh well, you're you're a you're a growing you're a growing boy. Like seriously, like I mean, I'm talking about like like counselors like teachers like these are like people around me like even other parents who have said that like okay like i mean you're a kid it's normal right like you're you're a growing boy that it's just a part of the experience and what they don't realize is like jordan's saying like it is that's a gateway that leads into more things Mm -hmm. right and what we don't realize is like porn itself is actually like even biologically like emotionally and spiritually unhealthy for us yeah right like so what 
So what happens is you you continue to like watch it, and you get desensitized like to it, right? It's that it's the principle of kind of like you um you need more, mm-hmm. right? So like the more you watch it, the more like uh, pleasure that you need from it. So like at some point, porn isn't enough, yeah. and so then you start watching like. Um, other forms of porn yeah. and after that's not enough you need more keeps right and it going. keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and at some point okay like now I need to actually have sex yeah. and like okay now I'm having sex and then like that leads into more stuff let me try this and that with X, Y, and Z people and then it leads to something that's like full grown yeah. and completely like you know way way farther than what you started out as mm-hmm. and so um, yeah like porn itself it when it rewires your brain i don't know if a lot of people understand that like biologically it actually like rewires your brain like your the circuits and like in terms of like your reward system and where that comes from and also like more importantly it gives you like a fragmented or distorted view of reality so what happens is like it affects how you give and receive intimacy in real life because now you're conditioned for your pleasure to come from this video, yep. from the, these scenes, from these individuals who are participating in something that isn't actually real. Exactly. Um, and so, and then also, it desensitizes like y- your view of sex itself and how you value, from my point of view, like women. That's a really good point because I was going to get into that. I feel like yeah. it definitely affects the way, and I even noticed in my life, it affected the way that I viewed women. And what I noticed is like, you know how we got this movement that's like, you know, hate, like, you know, forget all men. And like, people are like, you know, all, all men are pigs and stuff. And they're like dissatisfied with like the way that men are treating them. Mm-hmm. I feel like porn is definitely like a root of that, bro. Yeah. You see what I mean? Because it definitely changes the way that you view women. And you look at them more like objects and like less like actual people. There it is. Right? So it's that like, part. You're, you're out here complaining about, man, man, I need to find me a good man. Well, maybe when you have a son, don't let him watch porn. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're saying like yeah. it's normal and it's good, but it's like, yo, that's, that's something that's a gateway to to the way you're being mistreated right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um no that's good. It's like it it so it does a lot and even, you know, cuz I think we've been talking to more like I guess surface level, so more bringing it back to a spiritual yeah, point yeah, of view. Yeah. Like it ultimately the the biggest thing it does, it disrupts your intimacy with God. 100%. And it's because it's one of those sins. Like the Bible says that sexual immorality is the only sin that a man or woman commits against themselves Mm. and so you're literally not only when you're committing like this act it's something that is affecting you directly it's like when you think about other sins you think about like stealing lying murder like these are things that affect someone else exactly but when you talk about sexual sin this is something that's directly coming and affecting you Mm -hmm. your mind your will your emotions and ultimately like we said your relationship with god because it creates this barrier and now you get into this cycle right okay like i watch porn oh snap like okay you need to repent okay so like you need to you need to repent or whatever but then you get caught up in the cycle of guilt, shame, and condemnation. Yeah. So I, I fall into this sin, but I feel too guilty to come to God. And so the further I wait, further I'm gonna get away from God, the less strength I have to actually fight this sin. Mm. So I'm stuck in guilt, nice. which then brings me to shame, which leads to more condemnation. So I'm like, so at that point you're saying I'm too far gone. You go back to porn. Yep. You're like, dang, oh my goodness. You want to go to God, but you're caught in more guilt because you committed it again. You get into shame, more condemnation. The cycle repeats. The cycle repeats. And so you just keep going in this yeah. cycle of going back and forth. And ultimately what happens, you're getting further and further and further 
away from God. Yeah. And it's one of those sins that we have to bring to the light. And that's why we're talking about it. Because you can be, no one knows. This is something only you and God can know about, mm. right? This is something that happens, what, in the late night when it's just you, your computer, your phone, mm. whatever. Like, no one knows. Yeah. Your private browser, your clean history, like, this is something that can be swept under the rug and just dealt with, like, on its own. That's what the enemy wants. He wants it to happen in isolation. Exactly. And so, like, the more I deal with it, I'm going through this private struggle, and I don't have any, like, public accountability. Mm-hmm. And so we have to bring it to the light and make sure that we're addressing it and bring it to God because that's what it'll do. You get caught in this cycle, and you, what it happens is you just get further and further and further away from God. And, like, that, that's not where you want to be. And that's why we have to talk about it. But... Yeah, so now that we kind of hit that, like, what? So, how do you, how do you personally fight lust and stuff, right? Because, like, bro, like, it be listen, hey. listen. The hey. flesh is hey. listen. Hey. Look, I swear, I feel like the enemy, enemy be trying to work in the TikTok algorithm. Like, I could, <laughs> I know he be trying to catch our brother slipping, bro. I'm just over here trying to live holy, pure, acceptable life for God. I be scrolling. My for you page be getting crazy some days. I, I don't even be liking this stuff. Like, I just be scrolling. You know what I mean? Like, I'll see a word, something Same, funny, something you know I me, mean? something encouraging. I'm like, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I see, you know, somebody come on, you know, they dance. I'm like, hey, she killing that. And then she get a little too crazy. And I'm like, hold on. I'm, hold on. Holy Spirit, come bro. through here. Because they be I trying can't catch somebody lacking, bro. I'm saying, because I'm on Christian talk and I'm on gym talk, too, because I be in the gym. A okay, bit, I got so you. I'll yeah, yeah. Work out. Man, I'm trying to I'm trying to be physically and spiritually fit. Right? I'm trying to be physically and spiritually healthy. I'm seeing all these girls in the gym, bro. Oh my god, wearing these tight clothes. Like, come listen, on. bro. That explore page on Instagram be vicious, bro. At Not this point, real, bro. For real. It'd be, it be, it be trying to get you for real, but um, <laughs> I think something that helps me is something that I lean I lean on a lot is like you have to watch your triggers. Mm, that's I've, so good bro what i've noticed is that anytime i've caught myself going to that website or something and i would i would look at myself like how did i get here mm. and i started retracing my steps like i saw that one post Fact. i looked at that one person's story so what you have to realize you have to know what your triggers are it's so like for me personally i had to i couldn't look at certain people's stories because i know the type of stuff they post had to unadd some people i had to unfollow some, follow some there people because i know go. they was posting certain stuff it's like oh i saw that and then the thought started running through my head so it's like yeah, that's definitely something that helped me. It's like you, you got to watch some triggers and stay away from those. That's really good, like bro, That's yeah. what kicks it all off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think being self-aware enough to understand those the, the boundaries that you have, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, uh, excuse me, at least knowing yourself good enough to set boundaries of, okay, I understand that like I don't need to be on my phone past a certain time. Like It gets that deep because yeah. you have to make sure you're being very intentional about this because it's not going to happen by accident. So I love that he said that because even for me, like even like nowadays – I've been doing it for a while, but like I said, okay, like at nine o'clock, like I know for a fact that I can't be like on social media, yeah. right? Like past 10, if I'm still, like, if I'm up like past like 12 and I'm just scrolling, bro, like it's probably not good for me. I need yeah. to make sure I'm asleep or at least I'm putting the phone down, you know what I mean? And just like getting ready for bed or whatever that looks like, but understanding those triggers, like he said, and setting bound- boundaries accordingly. Like, Cause there's some webs, there's some websites, there's some accounts, there's some apps that you may have to delete. There's some context you may have to remove from your phone. Yep. So you're making sure that you're not falling back into that. Mm-hmm. Right. And also what I, I would say is accountability. Yeah. Accountability is huge because you can't allow the You can't be buried in the shame of it. 
because like I said, you're just going to keep going in the cycle. It's something you have to bring to the light. And you have to give to someone that obviously a confidant in which you trust and be like, hey, bro, like, because like, it's just nothing to be ashamed of, bro. Like, no, and honestly, we all, something, yeah, something I've noticed is that a lot of, like men specifically, I can't speak for women, but like for men specifically, I've noticed a lot of men, most men deal with this. Yes, like it is something that we have, not everyone, but a lot of people have experienced, yeah. gone through. And it's nothing. It's nothing to be ashamed about. Like men and women alike, we're not just excluding women because yeah, women like, like go through this as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we we all struggle. Because I understand that. Like honestly, I've been. Oh crap! I can't remember the podcast that I was listening to or who it was. But like, I just remember like I get encouraged by other people's testimonies, mm-hmm. like their their truth and their transparency and them speaking out on different things they struggle with always gives me more encouragement and boldness to like be real with myself and what I'm going through mm-hmm. and so you know what I mean like just think like your testimony is God's proof so one is nothing to be ashamed of because he's going to use it for your glory and two like like we said before God can't heal who you pretend to be mm-hmm. so you have to bring it to him completely or something that's never going to actually get touched yeah mm. It's nothing that's actually he can ever put his hand on yeah, if you don't offer I, it to him. He can't if you don't give it to him. He yeah. can't put his hand on it, and so that's why it's important. I think that's something I want to talk about. Like yeah. it's just making sure that you don't just get caught in that shame. Um, and the big thing about that is like being real with one yourself, and then you know expressing that to other people. Like, hey, like I'm dealing with pornography. Hey, like. I'm dealing with this. Like, I'm trying not to have sex anymore. I'm trying to delete these contacts on my phone. Mm-hmm. I need help. Yeah. And be and be real with that. Um, and also, one thing I'd say, and I think it's important to the conversation, me and Jordan, we um, we were had the ability to speak at a church not too long ago. And we were, we were invited, and we were with, like, a lot of our friends and, you know, really, you know, close people in our, our inner circle. And before we went on to speak, um, and talk I was speaking with somebody there um, it was a father of my mentor and we hadn't seen each other for a while he was just talking he was like dang I wish I could go up, you know I go up and preach I haven't preached in a long time and I was like why and he was like well I haven't um, well no excuse me I was like why and he said well people don't want to hear the truth anymore um, they just want a message to pat them on the back, but they don't want any conviction. You know, they want something to make them feel good, but they don't want a message that's going to lead them to change. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. And he started um, kind of like, you know, just giving me some insight on what he meant. And he said, like, um, do you know what temperance is? And I was like, no, nah, I don't know what that is. He was like, temperance is another word for self-control. And I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, okay, okay. Um, and then he kind of started explaining a story about when he was younger. He used to work on cars with his dad. And... One day, he there was a car that came in, and there was a dent in it. Okay. There was a dent in the car. And so he, he he's working on it. He's working on the car. He eventually gets the dent out. Uh, he gets the dent out. You know, it's it, it returns back to its original place, uh, to what it was. And then as that comes back out, he looks at it. He's inspecting it, and he says, did you temperance it? He asked him, did, did you temperance it? Um, and he says, he says, no, I didn't temperance it. And he said, well, you need to make sure after you remove if you when you you need to make sure after you bring the dent back to its original place, you temperance it so it doesn't go back to where it was after a hit. Mm. After it comes in contact with something, you have to temperance it so it remains where it's at right. and it doesn't just fall back to where it came from. And so he said it's the same thing with salvation. 
there's a lot of people who are backsliding. There's a lot of people who are going back into the sin that God brought them from and they're struggling with things that they thought they defeated because they didn't temperance it. Yeah. What does that mean? Self-control. They didn't add self-control to their life. Because that, that's what it is he said. So whenever you have salvation without self-control, you're always bound to backslide. Yeah. Mm. I was like, that's a bar. It really is. That's like, a that's bar. Like, I might have to write that in my notes right now. <laughs> Did you temperance it? Because you, I think a big thing in this conversation is, of course, you need assistance from your spirit. But you have to understand that you also need to have discipline as well yeah. like we said you need to be intentional about adding those boundaries of having accountability and developing that discipline to like you know having to resisting those urges and those desires from your flesh because i think a lot of people have this misconception i was watching um who was i listening to there's this real i'm gonna put it on the story later but it was uh from uh john um who God, what's his name uh, Boom Gang. What's his name? Oh, uh, John Gabana. Wasn't it? What is it? John Gabana or something. Gaban- it's like something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. It. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to call him back because I know he doesn't go about that. But that's only, only like, only way yeah, I, I reference. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny because he's making this video. He was like, um, people have this misconception. Like when you get saved, that like you know your your desire for women. You know what I mean? You just become immune. <laughs> It just stops. And he says, look, I'm a grown man. If I see somebody walk, I see a woman walk past me, double cheeked up, chest out, <laughs> I'm lusting. <laughs> he said, I'm going to keep it real. I'm lusting. Um, I was like, yo, like he's keeping a buck. Yeah, that's dude. real. But no, like seriously. So like you have to understand like these desires aren't just going to go away. You know what I mean? Like now they do get easier to handle. Yeah. And they're not going to be as prevalent as you build that discipline. And you win those many battles of fighting that. Okay, I didn't go to that site today. I didn't hit them up. I deleted that contact. I removed that person from my life. I set those boundaries. So it definitely gets easier as you set those boundaries, as you're making more intentional steps to move away from that sin. But, you know, at times it's still going to come up. Right. Yeah. Like I know for me, like it was a battle that when I came to Christ, like I literally didn't watch porn or anything like honestly for like almost a year it was like eight like six eight well not almost a year like six eight months like honestly and i was like dang like that's crazy and so at some point i started there was just like this moment or period in my life where i started like like i said i'm not gonna lie like i was just like horny like i was lusting like a lot and i didn't like sometimes you don't there's no particular reason it just kind of like comes up um and i was confused because i was like bro i thought i've beat this mm, yeah hear me right here y'all i was confused because like okay why am i having these feelings why am i having these urges like i haven't for so long mm. i thought i already beat this right and it, it, the issue wasn't that i necessarily didn't beat it um but what i didn't understand is that the desire doesn't go away mm. and so now like i was just conflicted and confused because just because i had the urge i felt that meant i did something wrong mm, yeah and that wasn't the case. Not at all. Um, you can't you can't pray your flesh away, man. Uh, you can't pray your flesh away. This is your vessel until we go up to heaven. Like you have to live with that, bro. The urges are like is it, like you're, that's a good point. Like it never goes away. It's like a continual self control that you have to have. Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny how you were mentioning earlier how. People always come to me with like advice, or they come seeking like advice and they ask me questions like, oh, like you have a lot of self control. Like, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? And sometimes they're expecting like this answer that's like, this is gonna like make it all go away. It's like, 
no like you're gonna have to put in work mm-hmm. like you know what i mean you're gonna have to put self-control like you're right. gonna have to work for that it's not there's no like quick tip and you know right. I mean, to help you with that like you gotta put in that work to, to yeah there isn't some like that. magical wand or some type yeah. of self-help you know guru style hey like if you do this plan for like a week or 21 days like you're going to be straight um like you said you definitely have to put in the work and what we're not saying is like i'm like <laughs> we sound defeated like, <laughs> like what we're not saying is like this is going to be something like you just continuously struggle with it because like there is because i think the biggest question the biggest thing we have to talk about is like okay how do i beat this and defeat this and not be like a cycle right because i think a lot of people are, are in cycles of like okay like okay i can i don't watch porn or i don't do x y and z for like two weeks and then i like relapse again like how do i find freedom and how do i make it lasting yeah Right, but it is, and it is possible. No, it right. Is. I want to make that very clear. It but is. this isn't something that you have to be just continuously burdened by the shame and guilt of like this your entire life. No, 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 not at all. Um, like the Bible says, like if you're walking by the Spirit, you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Mm. Right. I don't believe that. I don't believe that this this sin here particularly or any sin is something that we're going to have to just carry around our entire lives. Mm. Right. Or at least keep continually falling into, like I said, the urge may be there. Yeah. The desire may be there, but that doesn't mean I have to actually commit the act. Exactly, exactly. And that's it. Like we're saying that the desires are going to pop up and continue to be there periodically, but it doesn't mean that's something you have to, you're always going to fall into. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. So I don't make that very clear. Cause we're not saying that like, Oh, snap, there's no hope for nobody. Like we're just going to be dealing with this, you know, yeah. Private browser the rest of our lives. <laughs> Cause that's just that's just not it. And that's not the reality of the Bible or the power he's given us. The power he's given us yeah. to defeat sin. Um that's just that's just not it. I'm glad you caught that because I I didn't even think they, I can see how someone would start thinking that's yeah. what we were saying. Yeah, yeah. like no, nah, we <laughs> that's not what we're saying. We're not, we're not defeated saying. at all. I'm so weak. <laughs> oh man. So what uh, um you got, you what got else any, you got it for? No, what? What else you Chill, <laughs> chill. You violate. So what else you got for the people? <clears throat> uh, man, I think this is my main takeaways for this topic is just, man, watch your triggers. I think that's that's the main thing for me because, like, that was and is something that really helps me with it. Mm-hmm. It's, like, watching my triggers, man. So, um, yeah. And did you temperance it? That was a good point, brother. Did you temperance Did you it? Temperance yeah. it? Did y'all temperance it? Yeah. What I'll say is I didn't get to mention this earlier, but, you know, in terms of, I can we thought we kind of dealt with how to really practically different steps on how to, like, overcome lust and deal with that. Um, but also when we talk about, like, sex specifically, sex specifically and soul ties, I wanted to mention that, too, like, you know, because a lot of people are like, okay, like, what if, what if I fall into this sin? Like, what now? Where do I, where do I go from here? Um, and like practical steps with that is like one, you have to accept God's grace. I think whatever you're going through, like any of this, like any sin, but I know particularly this, like you always have to accept God's grace for real. Um, and then you have to, two, you have to acknowledge what you've done wrong, bring it to the table, be transparent mm-hmm. and repent. Yeah. And repent is not just saying an apology or asking for forgiveness. It's intentionally turning your ways so what setting those boundaries cutting those people out from your life um and doing the steps taking the steps you have to take in order to like move yourself from those situations right and three begin the process of breaking the soul tie that you have with whoever may be who you know whoever those individuals may be um first you have to again like that process really looks like very similar you repent Right. You turn your actions, you set those boundaries, 
you forgive you have to forgive the person um or individuals in which like may have done a wrong against you that you have slept with and or like decided to have that level of intimacy with that's a really big process because you don't want to have the remnant of them with you in terms of like having any type of resentment or hate or anger because you try you want to move on and three you have to renounce so renounce means declaring that you no longer agree with the soul tie that was formed and that you regret we reject your alignment with it so that can be like obviously very that's something very vocal and actually in prayer like god like i renounce like my connection with this person i don't want this soul tie anymore i don't want to be connected with them in this level um and also you have to remove any gifts um that you have of them that sounds really goofy but like fourth and final one is like you have to remove any gifts like if you have any hoodies sweatshirts like it's getting, getting really really practical but like you don't want to have any uh, appeal or anything that entices you to, to probably go back to this person right, right. or individuals. You want to make sure that you're cutting this connection off for good, mm-hmm. so you're you're emotionally available for the person that God has for you. That's, That's the whole point of this process when you're cutting off soul ties, and this can be very synonymous with even dealing with uh, pornography as well. You have to remove anything that's going to entice you to go back to this action right. and or this individual. Um, so yeah, that's really what that process looks like. Because I know people are going to ask, and I want to address that. Like yeah. in terms of like breaking soul ties, it's very intentional, right? Repenting, forgiveness. You renounce it. Mm-hmm. You make that known to God. It's something I do not want in my life anymore. Obviously, through His strength, through His Spirit, or something. He's a process. He's going to walk you through, and He's also going also removing anything that may um, further your attachment to that individual, mm-hmm. person, situation, scenario, or thing, no matter what it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wanted to I wanted to um hit that as well. So I wanted to say that and yeah, like accepting God's grace. I want to leave you with that. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Kind of tripping over my words, but I think that's the biggest thing that you you're never too far gone. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all like I honestly well, we honestly haven't spoke or talked about this issue because of a lot of like shame, yeah. condemnation disappointment that like i've had in myself mm-hmm. um and, and just in terms of like because i i'm i'm in that boat like i'm a person that did like forfeit like that like i lost my virginity you know what i mean like that was something that like i did mm-hmm. and i'm even still kind of dealing with like the cloud and the shame of that like to this day and it's been like a year now like yeah. and so like i'll I've stayed away from it to keep it a buck completely transparent because of the fact that like there's a lot of shame and condemnation that's connected to this. Mm-hmm. And it kept me in a position of like depression, mm-hmm. of loneliness, of feeling like I didn't deserve God's love or anything that he had for me for so long. Right. For so long, y'all. Like I felt like it was just like I was so far gone. There was mm-hmm. nothing that I could do. Like I, I've written, to, I've gone too far. And you think about it like, it's something that like you worked toward your entire life right. and then it's gone in a moment. And then yeah. it, after that happens, you're like, bro, like what do I do now? Yeah. Like how could God ever forgive me? Like, I feel like yeah. this is like the ultimate sin, like the ultimate thing that I could commit against him. Like what, mm. like what, like what now? Right. So I know a lot of people are like asking that question too. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of people in that same position. Like, okay, God, like I've already committed this. Like I've already done, like I've gone against your word. Like what do I, what do I do? Right. And what I want to say is, like, you're never too far gone. There's grace for that. There's grace for that. 
There's no mountain he won't climb. There's no valley he won't travel to. There's grace for that. There's grace for that. There's grace for that. And that's, that's the first thing you have to understand, especially yeah. going through this process. Cause I know this is always like a really hard thing to like really accept and grab, but accept it. And that's what I've been learning to do, like for real. Like that's why like, anything that's come out of it is like I've really understood what it means to accept his grace because of like the the level of shame like it was attached to like everything that happened and right, took place right yes yeah, so i want to talk about that and add something else because like like we said the significance of sex it doesn't come from it's more spiritual than it is physical um and so when you're going through the process of breaking these soul ties it's like the significance doesn't come from the act itself but the connection which is formed from it so god's like he's in a position where he can't reverse the action that took place, but he can remove, cut, and eliminate the connection that came from it, mm-hmm. right? And so that's why it's so important in the process of breaking soul ties because what literally happens is, like, you're going to break this connection and this person from your life, like I said, so you're available for who you have next, mm-hmm. right? And so that's, like, that's a part of God's grace and extension of forgiveness. Okay, I know you've done this. I know you've committed this. I know you've gone back on this, but, like, like he said, like there's still grace for that. Yeah. And I'm still going to make sure that you have what his promises are yes and amen and that your future is nothing fit, nothing but filled with hope and marvelous things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, this is a long EP. It's a good one, though. Not crazy. Oh, Not crazy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. You, got, you sure you got, you got anything else? Um uh, no, wait, but I did want to like reiterate something that was already said. Yeah. I think it was a good point. We were saying like, God, God can't touch something that you that you don't hand to Him. Mm. He knows it's there. He knows it's there. He does. But if you don't hand it to Him, He's He's not going to touch it. So it's good that you that you bring it to the light, and that's what we're sort of doing with this with the episode. You know? For bring, sure, bringing it to the light. Hope we encourage some of y'all. So give Him your hand. Yeah, give it to Him. So yeah, y'all stay you. Stay real. Stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love.